Hey everyone, this is not a test. It's not a drill. All hands on deck. Now! It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you're asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Hey everyone, how'd you like that intro right there? Hopefully it's got your ears parked a little bit. Matt Hausman here, smartmoneyquestions.com and Smart Money Questions Podcast. And what I wanted to do is go over today why it is so important to make sure that all of the beneficiary forms on all of your accounts, life insurance, bank accounts, money market accounts, brokerage accounts, uh, annuities, and most importantly, IRA or qualified retirement accounts like 401ks, 403bs, 457s, etc. Why it is so important to understand the rules around that and if your beneficiary forms aren't up to date, what can happen can be catastrophic. And so let me just kind of go into the situation. I came in today and at 9.02 a.m., I got a phone call from someone, quite frankly, in kind of a panic mode that their their real good friend, who was over the age of 72, had passed away back at the 1st of June. And through the advice of counsel, they were told that they wanted to, you know, try and finalize the estate as fast as possible. And so he had a large amount of money in his old company 401k plan where he had his wife listed as the beneficiary. The problem lies in the fact that his wife had passed away a couple years earlier. And so without talking to the custodian of the 401k, in this particular case it was Bank of America, or looking at the rules, they simply went ahead and requested, uh, the attorney had requested, or the executor, I can't remember which, had requested a check for over a million dollars to be sent so they could go ahead and disperse it. The problem was, is now the check is made payable to the estate, which means there was no designated beneficiary outside of the wife who has already passed, and so now all of that money is gonna go through probate. And you guys can go back and watch a video that I did a couple years ago or a podcast I did a couple months ago on understanding the legal documents and the beneficiary forms and why they are so critical to make sure they are up to date. So in this particular case, and then I reached out, so this person was kind of in panic mode. We haven't cashed the check yet. All of a sudden, now we've realized maybe we should have looked at other alternatives. And there could have been a couple questions So just so you know, in the event that this happens, like in this case with one of your friends, that you should be talking to the custodian about what the options are. So by the advice of counsel that one of the attorneys that we work with, she let us know that, well, what you can do is you can ask, can they make out the inherited IRA, FBO, the estate of this particular person? And they would have to disregard the check they've already cut And they would have to also, is it available under the rules, in this case, of the 401k? Does the 401k allow 
the idea of now redirecting that as an inherited IRA to the estate, potentially giving them the option to then go back and ask that it then be stretched out to the different heirs that are listed within the will. Although she did tell me in the email, you know, there's a slim chance to this. We all know, you know, kind of when we hear that, kind of like a snowball's chance and you know where. So they got the check and because that beneficiary form wasn't up to date, I thought it was interesting because the person that was on the phone with me was like, you know, this person was always pretty astute. They always paid attention to this. They've been dealing with this attorney as well. I just, I can't believe that that wasn't up to date. It wasn't, you know, new beneficiary forms weren't filled out now or when the wife had passed. And, you know, the reality is I know that life happens and, you know, maybe it's something that we thought we did and we, there really isn't a reason to go back and look at it. And what I'm encouraging everyone to do is to make sure that the beneficiaries on all of your accounts are up to date the way you want, your legal documents are in order so that this particular situation doesn't happen. Because when I went back and I asked a second question to the attorney, I was like, okay, well, in the event that Bank of America allows them to now, they'll void that check, they're gonna create a new check, what are the options on any potential tax mitigation? And this is what her response was, is that, well, and I don't think a lot of people understand this. What you want to realize is there are going to be two taxes that are going to be paid here. And it's going to be based on the states that you're in. In this particular case, we're in PA. PA has what's called an inheritance tax. And other states as well, New Jersey, you know, New York. And in the event this is now subject to inheritance tax, the inheritance tax is going to have to be paid first. And then the other monies can then be dispersed to the heirs and maybe, depending on how the will was written and the state that it's in, is that now the heir can pay the tax instead of the estate. Trusts and estates are taxed differently compared to individuals. But what I wanted you to know is also understand how when you pass, how those qualified retirement accounts move and in what's called an inherited IRA, whether it's a spousal inherited IRA or a non-spousal inherited IRA. In this particular case, what happened, in the event Bank of America says, no, we're not gonna change it, whether it's because of Bank of America rules or, or based on how the 401k was written, is all of those mitigating opportunities are basically gone. And the heirs are gonna have to pay this tax. And I just wanted to look at something because Many times I don't think people have put numbers to what this means. So let's say that there were four heirs and it was a million dollar 401k and we're going to assume there's no inheritance tax. We're just gonna look at the tax obligation that now is gonna happen to the heirs. So you know, normally when that happens, so in this particular case, the gentleman was 72, let's say his kids are 50, 45, something like that in their earning years, in some cases, and hopefully in their higher earning years, let's say that a couple is their earnings are $150,000 a year, but now this income is going to move to them and four divided into a million dollars is 250,000. 
And that $250,000 obligation, this is just at the federal level, is going to increase their tax costs by almost $65,000. In the event they're in a state that also taxes that, obviously that's going to be more. But just at the federal level, that $250,000, they instantly lost almost $65,000 because that beneficiary form wasn't up to date. And now this is the only option that's available. So it's so important to understand how that works and make sure that your stuff is uh, your beneficiary forms, your legal documents. If you're directing your IRA to go into an IRA beneficiary trust, that all of that information is up to date because in dealing with people, my finding has been that people, even though they they might not even like their in-laws, but they like their in-laws more than Uncle Sam. <laughs> so we don't want to we don't want to create the obligation to pay this tax with no opportunity for mitigation. So then that takes me to the next thing, and that is understanding how inherited IRA rules work. And so first, let's talk about what's called a spousal inherited IRA. So I'm going to use the example of this million dollars, and let's say that his wife was still living. He passes away. Now the wife has the opportunity to inherit that IRA. Quite frankly, she can move that into her own name. If she already has an IRA, she can move it into there. She starts taking money out as she sees fit, or if it's already subject to minimum distribution rules, she at least has to take out that. She can now name other beneficiaries. She can do all of, basically almost like that money is all her money and don't have to worry about inheritance tax in most cases. And so really she's able to then designate how she wants that money to come out, how much tax she wants to pay, all of that. It, she basically has all of those, all of the options available. Now, we're gonna talk about non-spousal inherited IRAs. And this is also something that you wanna be aware of you want your heirs to be aware of because it is really critical because in some cases there is no turning back in the event a mistake is made. And the most important thing that you want to realize and your heirs want to realize is when you have a non-spousal inherited IRA is that the heir has to take the account in in that way, meaning it becomes a non-spousal inherited IRA. That's how it's going to be listed at the custodian, or whether the custodian is Schwab, Fidelity, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, what have you, is they have to list the account as a non-spousal inherited IRA, which means your information as the owner is still going to be on the account they're gonna be listed as the beneficiary and they have to start taking minimum distributions now based on their age and not yours. So it's gonna be a lower amount. Now they can take out more if they want to, they'll just have to pay more tax. But at least in this case, they are, they've been given the opportunity to only take out the minimum to hopefully be able to extend the life of that IRA possibly all the way until their income is lower and they could pay less tax. In other words, mitigate the tax. We know we're not going to get around the tax. The idea is to hopefully mitigate the tax. Now, the other thing that your heirs want to be aware of is they cannot 
commingle funds with their own IRA. If they have their own IRA or a 401k, they can't inherit or move this inherited IRA into, let's say, their IRA. If they do that, there's no going back. It all becomes taxable right at that particular time. So this account kind of has to stand alone over on its own. They still have to take the minimum distributions out. Now they can go look at where they want to invest it and what have you. And they want to make sure that when that happens, that the custodian that they're going to choose is going to help administer the minimum distributions that they're required to take. Some custodians don't want to deal with that. They're willing to take the account in, but they don't want to help the person calculate the minimum distribution that they have to take. And that's so important because if they don't, or if you don't, the tax penalty is still the same. And that is it's a 50% penalty on whatever the amount was. So if your minimum distribution was $10,000, the penalty is $5,000 plus the ordinary income tax on the $10,000. The other thing that your non-spousal heirs want to understand is you can't contribute to this non-spousal inherited IRA. Like I said, it's just going to sit over there. The idea is they can go invest it wherever they want and they just take the minimum distributions out and hopefully we can stretch that time out for hopefully a period possibly later on where they're not in a higher income tax bracket. So understanding why the beneficiary forms are so important and in the event that they haven't been up to date, like in this particular case, is not even still asking additional questions to see if there's any opportunity available in this particular case could be very detrimental to the value of that million dollar plus 401k account. I'm sure that in his particular case, he wasn't thinking that all of a sudden now, you know, $350,000, $400,000 is going to be paying all types of fees, probate fees, inheritance tax fees, income tax fees. I'm sure that is not, and I don't think any of us want that. So it's just being mindful of how important, and you guys hear me talk about this all the time, how important it is to make sure that when things change in your life, you want to be notifying your bank, you want to be notifying your advisor, you want to be speaking to your attorney. If you've had legal documents drafted or if you had trusts drafted and you want to change what's in there, it's just so important to stay up to date because in many cases, like in this situation, the opportunities for correction are slim to nil. So the siren's off now. Hopefully you recognize it's not a drill. This is real deal. The IRS does not allow ignorance to play a part in mitigating your tax obligation. So take advantage of those beneficiary forms. Understand and make sure your heirs understand what the type of accounts they are and that they understand the rules. And if you have any questions about that, feel free to give me a call just like he did today. 610-719-3003 or simply shoot us an email info at smartmoneyquestions.com. So hopefully that has been helpful for you guys. And if you have any questions, as I said, please feel free to, to reach out to us. So that's it for today. Smart Money Questions, Matt Hausman signing off. Everyone, thanks again, and we'll talk to you soon. 